the best time of the day show. Maybe you live in a small village. I have lived in a small village. I enjoyed it, but I vowed never to do it again. For the simple reason is, if you want privacy, it is impossible in a small village for two reasons. You see everybody every day, and they ask you what you're up to. If you don't, they'll make up something about you, which invariably is far worse. Now, in the 80s, I lived in a beautiful fishing village called Staithes, which is not far from Whitby. And I lived at the bottom of the hill, just one cobbled street down to the... And there was a pub called the Cod and Lobster, still is, uh, where I used to go most evenings. It was a very convivial atmosphere, I must admit. But it was a small village. And... As most of my, I was working in Middlesbrough, so most of my money went on petrol because it's like 30 miles away. So therefore, I couldn't afford certain creature comforts like curtains, for instance. And what would happen, I'll have to demonstrate this with a sound effect, is you'd be sitting there and you'd suddenly hear footsteps on the cobbled street outside and they'd be going... as they stopped to peer in the window. And on one occasion, there was a bloke who I used to see quite regularly, and uh, he was one of these small, wiry chaps and very leathery. And uh, he lived uh, under a boat on the beach because his wife had flung him out and so therefore it was the only place he could go but he was obviously made of stern stuff even the depths of winter in the frozen northeast. He was all right, he was under a boat, you know, an upturned boat on the beach. Went in the pub one night and he went, uh, got friends in? I went, no you have so well you know what i think i probably know but i didn't oh you were playing chess I said no i wasn't playing chess at all you sure well, yes of course i'm sure well what were you doing then thinking why am i telling a, a, a near stranger my business which he's just making up something else i went i was having me tea on a tray sitting watching the television that's what i was doing oh i see and there was one other chap there who a friend of mine described as having Woody Woodpecker's hair, who would suddenly appear. There was lots of little alleyways and things in this small village. If you've never visited, you'll know. And he would appear from nowhere as if, like magic. He was like a miasma, this bloke, who'd suddenly appear. Go, and in the, it was biting satire in the depths of winter and just an, a general observation in the summer. He'd suddenly, he had two phrases, that's all he ever said. He'd pop out and he'd salute and go, warm again. Which, you know, in December was ludicrous, but of course in summer was just fair enough. Warm again. Usually followed by Gizafag. Now, I don't know about you, when someone's wedding, some friend's wedding or whatever, they invariably have a list, don't they, of things they want. But sometimes you think, you know what, yeah, do you really want to give someone a toaster? I want to give them something different. So therefore, I asked you, the listener, what I should give for these friends of mine for their wedding and you suggested a wheelbarrow and i thought to myself that's not on their list but everybody needs a wheelbarrow what a brilliant idea now they were having their um wedding and the reception at a rather swanky stately home hotel up in the northeast of england so i thought fine now i was going up uh, in a in the car but i didn't have room for a wheelbarrow because it needed a van but there was a hardware shop in this town of yarm it was and so i phoned them up and said you got a wheelbarrow? I went, yeah. Is it a good quality metal one? Yes, it is. I said, well, in that case, can I buy it now with a credit card and can you deliver it for me? I went, yes, yeah, certainly. So anyway, I turned up at the uh, at the hardware shop in Yarm, went in, 
spied the wheelbarrow said that'll do nicely thank you very much indeed we're staying at this hotel can you deliver yeah sure it'll be there within the hour so i then went to the hotel and i booked in and so i booked in and i just said and this is just you know i i just i just reveled in it so there i'm in this rather posh hotel i turn up park the car outside and they go ah oh, yes mr lester you're in room 248 or whatever it's good um there'll be a wheelbarrow arriving shortly have it sent to my room please and so up i went and so they go, oh right okay fair enough so up i went and sure enough about 20 minutes later there's a knock on the door and there's a man standing there in the whole uniform of this sort of that sort of uh, the bell hop type uniform clutching a wheelbarrow your wheelbarrow sir oh thank you very much indeed so give him a tip and he parks it at the foot of the bed okay, right okay so now i have a wheelbarrow in my bedroom ready to give to the happy couple on the following day and i've got some streamers and things like that to sort of to, to zhuzh it up a bit but i noticed that it was rather dusty so I phoned the reception. I said, hello there, there's Mr. Lester in room 248, please. Uh, could you send up a damp rag? Uh, my wheelbarrow needs wiping. Which they probably thought was some terrible perversion going on. So sure enough, this bloke appeared again with a damp rag, and I wiped the dust off this wheelbarrow. I think it was indeed. And a couple of drinks in the bar, I said, went to bed. So the following morning, of course, you know, after breakfast, everyone's starting to go downstairs, all dressed in their finery, ready for the wedding, etc. I open the door and st start downstairs, because it wouldn't go in the lift, start downstairs with this wheelbarrow bumping down the steps. And just as I get to the second landing, a door opens, and this bloke, look, about to <laughs> come out of his room, sees me walking down, and it's a whole British thing I like, wandering down the, 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 the stairs with this wheelbarrow, looks at me, and I look at me and ah, oh, intriguing as if indeed and carried on down and the best thing about it that wedding gift despite not being on the list was the hit of the day I, even though i say that myself for the simple reason if you've got armloads of gifts given to you at reception how do you carry them to the car in a wheelbarrow I've mentioned several times on the podcast, because it's a rich seam, uh, of a late friend of mine who worked for a top-shelf magazine, uh, along with two very demoralised colleagues. They Basically, they hated it, and they did terrible things when they got the opportunity. But there was a board of direct there were directors on this magazine of course they had they were they were sort of very hell fellow well met chaps you know florid faced blokes who used to like brandy and cigars and things like that and so every month or so there would be the editor would have a meeting with the directors which basically mean they'd go to the most expensive restaurant they could find fill themselves up with very fancy food at enormous expense but then the editor owned the magazines he was a millionaire anyway and then of course they'd have as many cigars and brandies as they liked uh, yes, and talk about girls and other than shooting and hunting and shooting and fishing and stuff like that. And there was one particular director that they hated with a passion because he was so horribly patronising to them. Oh, how the little boy is doing it! <laughs> they, they loathed this guy. But they did notice one thing, is that in a desperate attempt to look interested or sound interested, he would repeat the last two words of what you said, you said. So they hatched a plot, a plot, because they believed, and there's a previous podcast about with that, that about this, with the smudge on the wall, which is like a battery which would cause eventually the editor to explode. And this was a similar sort of thing. If you've watched any science fiction movie, you will know that the only way to defeat the computer, which is going to annihilate you and the rest of the universe, is to overload it somehow so it goes bang. So what they thought they'd do with this particular director, which they loathe so much, who would repeat the last two words of what they said, they said was if somehow they could get him into a loop. 
So therefore, he kept repeating the same thing again and again and again and again and again until eventually he would explode. So <laughs> one day, this bloke walked straight into it. And they go, well, what are you little chaps up to uh, this weekend? So one of them pipes up, oh, I'm going away for the weekend. The weekend? Where are you going? Uh, well, I'm going abroad. Going abroad? Yes. Where to? Baden, 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 Baden. And he said he went on for quite some time before he realised, and unfortunately, he managed to grind to a halt before he exploded, much to the disappointment of everybody in the office. The best time of the day show is back Monday. Please, please stay. Best time of the day show is a loading zone production. La di da.